Today's guest is Emma Krebs, podcast called The Curious One. She loves to share with her listeners some of the tools and experiences that have benefited her life. She also talks about how the tool of minimalism has allowed her to pursue her dreams, healing through curiosity, mindset, manifestation, the journey of podcasting, and the community it has created in her life and more. Please give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Emma Krebs. So it looks like you've been a podcaster longer than I have. So I just wanted to, I probably want to learn some more information about how you probably have gone to a couple other as a guest appearances on other people's podcasts. So, so I just quickly want to mention on that note, your, I got to commend you on your production and your prep and everything like that. You're so organized and the production of your podcast. I, I just, really? gotta, yeah, oh. I'm like, I want to pick your brain. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I thought I was just like literally just trial and error. And I don't know. Thank you. Um, but thank yeah. you. That was really nice of you. Um, no one has ever, you know, complimented me on that. So I appreciate it. Oh, that. I'm shocked. I'm genuinely shocked. Can I ask you a quick question? Because I know you're you're a DJ, right? And so do you have a background in journalism or anything like that? Because that's the vibe I was getting from you. Oh, really? Um, yeah. No, I don't have journalism. Wow. Background. Okay. Yeah. You're just very organized and like on the ball. That, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, she must have a background in journalism. <laughs> no, um, I have a background of accounting. But I don't know if okay. that'll, that'll suffice. So <laughs> goes for the organization for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. you're great. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to pick your brain anyway. So cool. we'll, we'll, we'll tag team on that. So um <laughs> Oh, actually, I have one question. Quick question. Yes. Am I allowed to ask you questions through the conversation? Yeah, I know absolutely. I'll edit it down, but okay, cool, cool. I'm I'm honestly the curious one is me. So I will probably have questions for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll do the best I can because usually I think this is the, probably the only opportunity that you were able to get me to open up and and answer some questions because I try to stay away being from hardcore introvert, but it kicks in sometimes where I have anxiety. So bear with me <laughs> if you give us something, yeah. but I'll do the best I can to answer some of your questions. So wonderful. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Cause I was, like you said, you're the curious one. Of course you are. I think <laughs> even I was watching some of your videos and, and I actually listened to your specific, like auto audio biography of your like information about yourself, <gasps> the podcast that you had an episode of just specifically talking about your background. And oh, who you yes. Are. I need so, to update yeah. that. I'm trying to re-record that because it's that was like over a year, almost two years ago. I think I recorded that. Yeah. And that's what I was like thinking, like, I'm definitely picking your brain. I just literally started this year, May. May, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're crushing it. <laughs> now okay. I'm starting to I'm starting to blush because I I've <laughs> never I never would have thought that. I'm thinking, oh, she's just an amateur. Uh I just put a lot of I try to put in 120 with everything that I do and back to your comment in regards to being a DJ. So I picked that up just to be a volunteer. Um, when I was going to college, I just said, you know what? I love music. I love talking about music and history and uh, culture. So I just threw it all together. I think in 2011 and I said, I'm just going to go for it. So I had a two hour time slot on a college radio station at night. So that's how it started. But that was just like, you know, just to try something because I'm always like, like, I think in a sense, I'm like you, I'm a curious one. I like to 
do my bucket list before it comes to the part where I have to actually create a bucket list. You know, I just want to live that. life. So, yes, that's unreal. I love that story. I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you. So, what you drinking there? I got coffee as well. I'm on oh, my second one. <laughs> darn it. Yeah, I definitely need to get a couple of shots in intravenously <laughs> to catch up with you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, how did you get started? What made you? I guess that would be the first question I wanted to know. Yeah. Like, what got you into uh, what inspired you to venture into this podcasting career and then specifically the career of minimalism? So can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So it's kind of funny you brought up minimalism and my like these questions together because I guess I never really drew a parallel until right now. <laughs> um, so I had discovered these two guys called the minimalists and um, I really enjoyed their content. They were providing information and vocabulary for ways of living that I had never understood before. Like I just, I remember I was 19 years old the first time I saw their documentary. And at that time I was really just like living my life, but um, the conventional path didn't make sense for me, but I just didn't understand that there were alternatives and so through watching the minimalist docu documentary called Minimalism, I began to see there are people out there that are really challenging society's norms. So after I saw the documentary, I was like, I want more content from them. And I discovered they had a podcast. And this was, I'm 24 now, and I was 19 when I found this. I didn't know what the hell a podcast was. And so I started listening to it. And for honestly, probably like two to three years, it was the only podcast I listened to, but I just binged it. Um, and again, it wasn't that I wanted to follow their life or anything like that. It was just that they were really showing different relationships for those that don't follow conventional like monogamy or like a heterosexual relationship. Um, and they were really just challenging society's norms. So their podcast really inspired me. And then I obviously began to consume a bunch more, con uh, podcasts as they began to grow and, um, I set out on my journey. I, I went traveling and um, that was when my relationship with minimalism also really got put into practice, if that makes sense. Like I had heard about it, but I had never really tried it for myself. So I remember I went to Australia and I brought just a carry-on bag with me. And that was very intentional. It was to save money, but also I wanted to see how long I could go through living my life with a carry-on. And like that included beyond just, that wasn't just clothes. That was my toiletries. That was like books. And I brought my computer with me, um, shoes, like everything fit into my carry-on. And it was the most liberating feeling I'd ever had. And I went for like uh, six months that way. And wow. then winter came <laughs> and I had gotten a job. So I needed, I needed a coat and, and things like that. But anyways, it really just showed me that I could like how extreme and how little I really needed to survive. I not survive, but I guess, you know, uh, thrive mm -hmm. is the correct word. So that was kind of my first exposure, proper exposure to minimalism. So I'll kind of speed it up a little bit more. I had met my partner and we would always brainstorm about like what we wanted to create. We both wanted to really create something, but we didn't know what it was. And for me, I really loved the medium of podcasting. I loved it because it was a longer form medium. So you're able to articulate and express uh, more detailed topics, uh, experiences, etc. And at first, because this was a few years ago, I loved that it was also um, just an audio based 
thing and you didn't see it had nothing to do with appearance or anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just really love that because I, my whole relationship with social media and the selfies and things like that, it, it just, it was always weird to me. So through a lot of pushing from my partner, I finally bought a mic. And then I remember I was way too scared to actually record something. So it took me another six months to actually sit down and record a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had some time um, as I transitioned out of traveling through Australia to moving back to Canada. Um, I'd gotten hired for like a corporate job, but um, I was on not like a probation, but they had to do all my security checks because it was for a bank. And um, so I had this month gap where I couldn't, I had all this time. And so I was like, hey, you know what? This is the time that I'm going to do it. And I told myself, I just had to record one episode and get it on Apple podcasts. And like, that was it. And um, I did that and I loved it. And so I just kept going. Um, I don't know if that answered your question fully. If you want me to talk about like my inspiration for my podcast specifically, let me know. Oh, yeah. You can talk about anything that pertains to anything that you like. We can do bloopers. So okay. it's all up to you. So make you, I make you, I will make you sound flawless, even though we're, <laughs> I'm probably just like having random run on conversations that are going into the Himalayas. So it's like, this is me, <laughs> which yeah, is me I, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, should I briefly touch on like the intention of my podcast and why oh, sure. I created the, the curious one? Specific- okay. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So um, in regards to the creation of like the curious one itself, um, I knew I wanted, I was kind of struggling to figure out what I wanted the podcast to be about. And at the end of the day, I was like, I don't want it to be about a specific thing. I almost want it to be kind of about myself so that I'm not limited to any facet, whether if it was like, I'm only going to interview entrepreneurs or like, I have a lot of friends that are therapists. I didn't want to pigeonhole myself. I mean, I didn't think of this in detail at the beginning, but now as I move forward, I understand this. And so I knew I wanted to do something um, about myself. And I know my curiosity is such a huge element of who I am. And so that was kind of the inspiration behind the podcast. And so The curious one is essentially just a space that I have created for myself to explore my curiosity and have an excuse to have these conversations that really genuinely do help to broaden my perspective. So that's a bit broad, but that's kind of the point is I want to leave it up to a lot of gray. I love the gray. (laughs) Yeah. And that was probably how I originally started because I wanted to leave that open in a sense positive things that come out of this because I was like, if I, like you said, pigeonhole myself in this category of something that I know I have no understanding of, not putting yourself in a particular box, I've never really felt comfortable being in a box. And so the thought of having podcasting as a limitless, endless streamline of information that you can, it can go from narrow to wide of your preference because this is this is your baby you get to do whatever you want to do with it and yeah so i think that was an awesome perspective that you decided to just leave it open to the imagination and the curiosity that you had in there so yeah for sure yeah thank you thank you for providing that information so um so but i know on the 
wavelength conversation in regards to your podcasting as well as your minimalism, I myself had moments where it almost came as part of my lifestyle um, because I, as being a military brat, that was almost like a constant thing for us. We would always have a minuscule amount of supplies and clothing and where we move, furniture, et cetera, et cetera, because we would be relocating within three years. So we never had the ability to like get all poshy and, um, you know, bringing all the hanging up the wind, the pictures on your house, because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't to me, it wasn't considered a home. It was just a place to stay. So that mentality that I've, I've carried on throughout my life as a young age to, to now, I still, I'm trying to break that mold, but in a way it feels good that I'm a step ahead of the game in, on that aspect in regards to like the minimalist side of thought process. But I've lived out of suitcases pretty much all my life because it was the idea of, I will be moving anyways. So don't get comfortable kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So coming from that side of the the conversation, that's something that I've been doing. I just didn't even know there was an actual <laughs> word for it. Movement, and yeah. <laughs> minimalism. I'm like, okay, I've been doing that for a while because I've never had no more than three pairs of shoes. People always ask me like, why do you not like get into trends and different clothing and attire and all that i'm like first off i lived in wisconsin for 25 years so i get a girl with the canada weather yeah <laughs> being so close to y'all and we were considered in that area uh we were called the the upers so which was like the border between michigan the um upper peninsula which is part of wisconsin where the you know great lakes is located mm. they call it the upper peninsula and they called those people youpers because they had the combination of Wisconsin slang and Canadian slang <laughs> because we were so close to the border of Canada. Um, so we, I get it, girl. The cold yeah. weather, and I've had it for 25 years with that. I was like, you know what? I'm done with that. So I moved down to Texas, completely extreme, but that's okay. <laughs> that's a whole different story. So, <laughs> But the whole thought of um, just getting into those different fashion trends and getting into social media, like, oh girl, you know, this is, that was so 20th century or that was so yesterday fashion and, and fat and all that. I didn't have time to think about that. It was like, whatever I can get in my book bag and go kind of mm-hmm. idea. So to have someone to break it down into an actual lifestyle, lifestyle, I never knew it was until a couple, I think a decade or so. Yeah. That was interesting how you wanted to choose that life. Um, I loved, I loved hearing that. Um, there was two things that I really like took away from what you said. And, and one of them was because you're always moving, um, you couldn't really like settle in and things like that. But to me, I, I see that as you seem to probably, and I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming here, but be able to find home or like as cliche as that sounds or strength in yourself right? Mm-hmm. Because you always had to be moving. Um, so you never were relying on these external factors for your identity or your like self-worth or um, whatever it may be, because you really just had to depend on yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So like, like I said, the, the trend thing I could never catch on to was like, it wasn't, and I think that was probably the reason why I wasn't, I didn't, fall hard on materialistic ideas or things um, because I knew that I, that was just considered like disposable in the type of lifestyle that I was born and raised in. So 
all I thought was warmth, protection, you know, security, whatever it was that I able to fit in a backpack. That's all I need. I didn't even carry around purses. I still, to this day, I do not carry purses. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and that's probably the reason why. It's because of that. <laughs> if you want to kind of take it a step further for minimalism or minimalistic ideas and thoughts in lifestyle, being a vegan was like almost like a zero waste kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You think about it. So mm-hmm. that kind of falls into that t- type of category as well. 100%. Yeah. So outside of that, because I know I, um, people, every time I say that, they're like, oh, but bacon though. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Stop. <laughs> I get it. I studied holistic nutrition. I was, ve- like, I get it. I'm totally on board. <laughs> I have no qualms with that. I'm I'm not someone that's going to make a comment. Yeah. It's like, I roll my eyes. Like, seriously, is that as good as you can get? I mean, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get woke for sure. So. <laughs> I think the other question was, I wanted to ask you, are there any other resources that have really helped you on your journey, either mm-hmm. from your podcasting? Because I know it's like, it almost feels like it's one of the same. The reasons why you got into podcasting was for, you know, that podcast that you listened to many years ago kind of drew you into that idea. But you wanted to also, you know, have the minimalistic side of you and the curious side of you kind of um, intertwined with the, the podcast. So it's almost like it's hand in hand, one of the same, but I guess all in all, like, were there any other resources that really helped you on your journey on either, mm-hmm. either any other, you know, whatever side you want to take on that? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this will help for context of the conversation. Um, so if not, feel free to cut it out. But I never realized, I realized I never really closed maybe the loop in regards to minimalism and podcasting because I guess this is more the career element of my life. Um, but so the minimalists were a huge inspiration, ironically, in both my personal just life and um, how I choose to live my life and um, my relationship with external items, I guess you could say, or with things. Um, but recently, I actually, in August, I started working with the minimalists as well. And so I work with them on their podcast. I was working with them in LA. I recently moved back to Canada because of visas, um, <laughs> but I work with them remotely. And so it was almost, um, it added another element of minimalism into my life because I've never worked with people like them before because their whole philosophy and how they operate their business is on brand in regards to it's very minimal and very intentional. Um, Because I think that minimalism and intentional living, I think they're one and the same. So that was really cool to be able to experience, participate in um, a minimalist, quote unquote, run business. And so that's really helped me too. In my career, I'm really moving more into freelance. Um, I just kind of do multiple things right now. in regards to how I make my money. Um, And so as I'm doing that and really trying to build a financial foundation for myself, it's really just adding to my arsenal of like, okay, this is how they operate. I'm going to take a little bits from them, little bits from other people I know, et cetera. So um, other resources though that have helped me on my journey, I'm going to say when I was 19 as well, actually, um, and I discovered minimalism and I was really the curiosity can was beginning to like really turn and was really beginning to come to fruition. And, um, my father actually gave me a book 
It's called The Voice of Knowledge by Don Miguel Ruiz. So nothing to do with minimalism. Um, If you're going to put in any category, I would say maybe a spirituality book. Um, And that book really began to open my mind even more. Um, And it was a beautiful gift that my father gave me. And after that, he gave me The Power of Now, which everyone and their mom has probably read, which is great. (laughs) Um, And that also really just kind of sent me on a journey inwards as well. And it was just more information of to like, yeah, life is not about these, at least for me, like, I don't want my life to be about like this corporate job or like this six figure salary for this job that I hate, but like it's so that I can buy the car and, and buy the house and, and et cetera. So it was just another tool in the belt there. Mm-hmm. Um, another huge kind of like resource for me um, and really inspired me on my journey is actually Colin Wright. Um, and if I'm going to point to a specific like book of his, he's a, he's a writer. I would honestly say some, he has a book called some thoughts about relationships. And that was another huge, um, resource for me because it was him. Essentially what it is, is a collection of quote unquote policies that he implements into his relationships, both romantic friendship or anything in between. Um, and again, it really just started ignited the idea for me that, I can challenge the status quo in every element of my life, including my relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm just like, well, I'm just mesmerized on how uh, mature you are. Um, I was thinking like, are you a millennial or are you the butt end of what would be considered? Um, no, I definitely not. Gen, is it gen, gen, I don't gen know, C? People gen, always make comments. I don't, I don't know. I'm born in 97. I think I'm a whatever the newer one is. I think I'm in that Mill- one. A millennial. I millennial. think I'm a millennial. Okay. I believe so. I don't know. Yeah, because I think you're probably the maybe the second person that I've spoke to who is in their mid to late twenties on this podcast. And I'm and I just like to pick the brain, like, you know what, you sound like me, but me from the seventies. <laughs> Cause I, you know, being brought up with a boomer parent, this is all the things that I had when I said I was gonna grow up to be a parent. I always wanted to have children who um have the open mind and be free and just, you know, to me, less is more. And I've always kind of thought that way, that same process, less of me uh, complaining about the little things in life is more time for me to take back in and enjoy life more. Um, Mm. So I kind of put that in perspective as a parent, you know, I didn't want to be how my mother was, my mother being brought up by um, a woman who I, th- I thought, <laughs> I know this is kind of like, I, I'm, I'm going around in circles, but I'm trying to get to the story as my abuela, I first, I thought she was born in Mexico, but come to find out she was actually a Texan. She's Texan born. So it's almost like it came full, full circle and I didn't even know it. <laughs> I thought, I thought I was the only person that lived in Texas. Come to find out my abuela was actually born in Texas. Yeah. So it's just like, what the heck is going on? She was born in Texas. I decided to, to move down to Texas. Like, what's going on here? But the whole thought is the, the different gaps of parenting and, and the different generations that have streamlined through um, my family is that I was raised Latina. So the culture has been shifted and in, in accepted in some societies but now we're no longer accepted in our own traditional culture and society because we have considered like and i hate to 
kind of throw that in there because I think that was one of the things you wanted to talk you were talking about that you wanted to explore your um your thoughts um that everybody has you know you want to respect who you are respect others and you've always wanted to go down and and open your mind and learn about people and respect in and uh, the culture in a different race communities the communities of people of color and so forth and so on but in our culture our traditions had been considered they call it whitewashing i hate to use that word but that's what they use so um my abuela she knew fluent spanish um my mother she had to learn it in college now my generation i had i barely know i don't even know how to speak it i can understand it so as full circle in this conversation like i think i I forewarned you that I like to go into the Himalayas sometimes in my conversations, but I'm right with you. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole po- the point is, is that generations carry a little takeaway. You know, they take and they give. They take and they give. And I always think of it like a like a box of tools. My mother only gave me particular types of tools in her in the toolbox when she handed it down to me, and she gave me my new. Now me understanding my culture. That was taken from me because her grand, her mother didn't teach her about our culture. So as time went by, when my mother handed me the, the toolbox that was handed down from generation to generation, I had very little tools to work with, resources about myself. The, I had to relearn or actually go to the tool shop and pick out some of the tools because, you know, I didn't have a screwdriver, <laughs> you know, and I needed a screwdriver. You know, to 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 learn my, about myself and to say, you know what, I'm done trying to be the boomer generation in regards to not wanting to teach their children who they are. And we had to explore and be and try to create this imagined this person out of this toolbox, and then whatever is accepted in society of who we look like, what we do, how we walk, how we talk, where we are, where we live, what's our income. So all in all, as a parent now, I take, uh, I literally have one of those duffel bags, like those, <laughs> I hate to hate this analogy, like a person who's walking in, um, like a, a traveling mechanic, they, they carry everything with them. <laughs> I carry everything that I have learned and cherished and adored to give it to my children. And you are kind of like the image of what I, if I ever had a daughter, you would be the image of that child that i have given you my big old duffel bag of tools <laughs> you knew you in in a sense because it's in this world today you definitely need to have the proper protection and armor for your spirit your psyche your physical body um with all the different types of elements that we have gone through we've traveled through through the through hundreds of years as a person of color so just to kind of give you an insight, uh, kind of looking through my window, because I think that was something you were talking about. You wanted to know more about and respect others. And I really loved the, the idea that you actually accepted that and that you've kind of been like an al- on a journey of being an ally. Um, so I wanted to commend you on that as well, because I know that's something that you were talking wow. about. Thank you. That, um, Thank you for sharing that in general and and thank you for your words. Like um 
that is very kind of you. I'd be honored to have access <laughs> to your duffel bag. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I've had an amazing supportive family that just continues to accept me wholly as I am and allow me to be who I am, which is, um, it definitely helps because I know a lot of people either don't have that support or they um, also don't have the information and, and good for you for taking ownership and going to find the screwdriver rather than using the hammer to put in the screws like many generations maybe did before you. Whereas you're saying it doesn't need to be this difficult. It could be a lot easier if I just put in some work maybe initially and go out to the store and get the screwdriver. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you, Jasmine. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and now we're back on the bus from that tour. <laughs> it was great. It came full circle. It was awesome. I am the same. It's like sometimes it's tiring me in day-to-day -day interactions because I'm like. Psh, 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 psh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think that kind of that full circle in regards to the question that I wanted to ask you, mm -hmm. um, what trait do you like the like most about yourself? Mm -hmm. I'm not using a cop out. I honestly have to say <laughs> um, curiosity, but I would explain. The thing is, is like, I was always curious about the world was really how it started. Um, whether it was the environment and um, or was that was really how it started actually it was the environment and like nutrition. Uh, I'm very interested in nutrition and maybe alternative wellness or whatever you want to call that category. Um, and then it expanded into ways of living. And when I went traveling, that was really the beginning of me putting myself in environments that were different and exposing myself to people that were living alternatively and just trying on their way of living for a short amount of time to see what I wanted to take and what I wanted to leave behind. So that was really my relationship with curiosity for a long time. Um, but I really must say in this past year, the my relationship with curiosity has really um, spilled over into areas of my life I never really thought, I guess it, it would. And um, I've began to use curiosity as a tool in regards to, without sounding too wooey or cliche of, of just my healing, I guess. Um, I'm cringing saying that, but anyways, um, <laughs> just with some of the, maybe the previous narratives that I had playing in my head or um, if a specific emotion comes up in my body, whether it's due to an external experience or or not. Um, before, I think I used to cast a lot of judgment or, um, like I said, have these specific narratives around it. Whereas now, I really try to, easier said than done, um, implement curiosity in these moments. And to me, I view curiosity as a very neutral is it an emotion? I'm not too sure, but maybe in a neutral tool. So mm -hmm. if it's a very fiery or explosive experience I might be going through, if I can meet it with curiosity, it's almost like stepping back and just observing. Um, it has been so helpful for me in my journey. Um, yeah. So, so I definitely must say like my curiosity and, and has been a element of my life that I just hope continues to uh, grow over time. Sweet. Yes. I think, and it's not, it's never going to stop. It's just going to be getting, it's going to become like, it's part of you. I mean, if mm -hmm. it's been all this time and I think that's a good quality to even have. So what accomplishments are you most proud of? Initially I have two, I have two parts because I don't know if my first, um, 
Go for it. My first answer will be um, allowed. But I honestly, (laughs) do I need to bleep out some, I can bleep it out. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, Not at all. And maybe it'll make sense uh, after I explain it. But but I honestly must say my relationship with my partner is something that I am very proud of. Um, And it's a little odd for me to speak about. And it's something that I used to not speak about for a really long time, um, even though I had the same feeling and the same um, just gratitude about it. Um, but I just didn't want it to come across of like me bragging about my relationship. But now I rather view it as um, I want to talk about it because I think the relationship I'm in now might be a bit unconventional, not really to me, but um, maybe to society. And for a long time, I wanted a relationship like this, but I just never saw it represented in like Hallmark movies or <laughs> Instagram mm-hmm. and, and and things like that. Um, and I mean, there's nothing crazy or wild about my relationship, but just the <laughs> container of love and space that my partner and I hold for one another, nothing is off the table. And um, yeah, we just, it, it isn't a easy relationship, but it's a very simple relationship. And um yeah, I, I I honestly must say that that's one of my proudest accomplishments because it also spills over into many other areas of my life because it empowers me to be myself and to build strong foundations in other relationships of my life. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, would, that would maybe be my first one. But secondly, and again, I'm not just saying this because of the conversation, but I, I must say the creation of The Curious One in my podcast has been huge for me because um, not only has it this is something I, I, I'm going to start speaking about on my own podcast. Not only has it indirectly um, set me up in my career, um, I don't make money from it directly, but I have found many streams of income that are very exciting to me, which is a new feeling to me. I usually hate my jobs mm-hmm. um, that have spurred from my podcast, whether it was a connection I made or from previous work that I had done with my podcast, I'm now doing for other people, etc. But at the same time, um, the podcast has been uh, a space that has really allowed me to explore more of who I am and to find my voice and really just step into who I really am. And that has just spilled over into so many areas of my life. The main one being my friendships. A lot of the relationships that are predominant in my life right now have actually stemmed from my podcast. So I owe so much to the simple curious one and the small platform that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and like I said, I think I even mentioned it before, but I do commend you on just, you just, you are an inspiration for all. If I haven't met that many besides my son, because I mean, we're in, being an introvert, being a, uh, in this pandemic, uh, the only, unfortunately we get to learn about our family more, mm. uh, but also in a good sense, like, yeah, Oh crap, he's my son. So yeah, I guess I'll just have to accept it. Um, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we can expand on that after. <laughs> well, yeah. No. <laughs> um yeah, speaking of mics, which one do you have? Because I might hmm. need to know. I need to know. Uh, like- you know what? I don't I'm kind of I loved it for a while and now I'm kind of over it. Um I have the Samsung uh Q2U, but like next okay. I want to get a sure SM50. Mm-hmm. Like that just seems to be bulk standard. Yeah, I've heard what that a you? lot. It's, mine's like a complete off brand. <laughs> and I think I need to up my game, especially if I'm going to be a voiceover artist. 
No, you're, um, I want to say, I'm not just saying this, like even like your intros and stuff, like, um, I think it sounds great if that's the mic you're using. Mm-hmm. It's the same one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because it's my sultry voice and I have to have that, yeah. like, like lean into it. And <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I have a friend who's a voice actor too, though. And she like, she like puts it on. It's great. I, I'm always like, wow, you're selling whatever it is you're, you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there was, there was times when I was younger, well, actually recently, but, um, Every time I, that's the reason why I don't like answering my phones because everybody thinks I'm a sex hotline. I'm like, didn't they? Like, so I'm like, welcome to this and so and so. And they're like, wow, did I get the, did I get the right company name? I'm like, yes, this is, <laughs> this is, how can I help you? And they're like, wow, oh my gosh, I love your voice. And I'm like, and I hear I'm giggling, ah, thank you. You know, like whatever crap that I like. Okay. So now that I know that, um, cause I listen to Morbid. And they just have this, this, um, I don't know, I don't know if you're into like true crime podcasts or whichever. I'm not, I'm like the one person that isn't, I think. Yeah. So they had one, they were doing a shout out to this woman who was a, uh, listen, it was a listener tale. So they have different times where they have people who are listeners send in their emails about their tales, about their experience of their own life. And he, they share it on their podcast. You know, they have like a little split of breathing time between their true crime situations and there's one woman who actually emailed her story experience about a ghost in her life um, that she had when she used to work at this place and she's she herself is yeah as mara okay but she's an asmr but her, oh my play, her she played her, her name on youtube her, she is actually an actress maddie and she um she does indie films and she does like this horror, um, horror makeup and other like sound effects and all that. And she did a short movie that's on only on YouTube. It's called Meridian. And I just saw today. I was like, oh, my God, this is what it's all about. And I'm like, I, I was confused. I, I, I left confused watching that. I didn't know that was actually a thing. <laughs> so that, just a little something to, to chew on. Just you need to, bit. I think, yeah, I think your ASMR career would pop <laughs> off. So I'm, I I'm so. in support. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and I don't even know if this question even pertains to you. There's something that's just kind of, because you were talking about minimalism. And I think we need to jump into that a little bit more unless mm-hmm. you've hit all the subjects. Because I know you said on your form that you'd like to dive into the benefits of that in mm-hmm. your journey in regards to that. So let me know if I want to get as, much information about you and your journey that you let me, you know, provide. So yeah, provide to me. I could definitely talk about like the impact that minimalism has had yes. on my life. Cause I, yes. I, I, I often keep things like I just glaze over things. So yeah. Don't like, tell me if you're like, Hey, I'm like, please unbox that. Um, yeah, unbox it, please. <laughs> like I'm, I'm clearly a host. You know what I mean? Like it's weird for me to, <laughs> um, uh, so Minimalism for me, um, and this was like another another point that really came into my mind when you were sharing about your experience um, with your unknown journey of, of minimalism. Of often to people, it looks like we're saying no to a lot of things, and I feel that way. Um, my mom loves to give gifts and um, show us our love, show her love usually through um, buying very I- intentional items, and she is very very good at it. Like it's crazy. Um, and I sometimes often feel kind of bad because I'm often saying, no, I'm, I'm always saying no. 
Um, I rarely say yes, um, but when I do, it's a hell yes. And <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I think I just need to remember and maybe remind myself to communicate to not only my mom, but to, but to other people um, when these situations happen. And I feel like I'm always saying no, um, is that I'm saying no for a reason. And it is to say yes to other things. So for me, I know that I thrive in a space that is clean. And um, I do I do really enjoy the aesthetic of minimalism. And like that's a whole cat of worms in itself, like minimalism, art, minimalism, uh, architecture, et cetera. But I just mean having a clutter-free space is in very essential for my creativity, for my emotional state, my mental state, et cetera. So I often will say no to something, but it's yes for the, not only the space, but also to, if I bring an item into my life, especially since I move around and I travel quite a bit and live in different places, I now have this psychological burden of, um, storing the thing, sometimes the financial burden that, um, goes along with storing the item. And um, if I have to move or anything like that, then it's like, this is another obstacle in my way to freely move. So um, I think I just need to remember to communicate that more, but kind of coinciding, I think that's the right word with that. um, Minimalism has provided me the freedom to move around. And like I said, travel a lot. So since I was 19, my goal was to be able to work remotely and I kind of hope that it would also be like I'm I'm working for myself or at least feeling as though I'm working for myself. And I am actually slowly getting there, which has been a bit of a, a crazy experience for me five years later. I'm not fully there, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get there. Um, and I could not do that without minimalism um, because, as I said, everything I own can fit in either just a suitcase or if I really needed to, I know it could fit in a carry-on. And the amount of opportunity that opens you up to is a insane thing. Other benefits that minimalism has provided me once, if I'm going to talk about traveling specifically is once all of these items were stripped from me, like, especially when I first went traveling and that it was my first experience with such minimal items. Um, I no longer had these external factors, whether it was the makeup or the crazy outfits, because I went to a private school when I was growing up. So once I left that, I would wear the most insane outfits and like I was all for the trends and things like that. And I was really, my identity at that time was so tied up in how I looked and my appearance. And so when I went traveling, it was like, I only had room for one pair of pants and a sports bra and (laughs) everything was multi-use. I was always ready to go hiking and I was going to look like a a grub when I went to the bar, but like that was just the compromise I had to make. And so I really had to accept um, myself, even as, as superficial as this sounds, but I just mean on the physical. So it's like, now I go out in public all the time without makeup with like dirty hair and I don't even bat an eye. So it really just helped me to remove my identity from it being in the external things and really find it within myself, which it sounds like you might've had that from such a young age, whereas mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, I'm going to ask you a question after that you get done. Yeah. Okay. I'll quickly add one more there. Um, it also um, really has helped my relationships because often when I'm saying no to the physical items, it's not a no, it's, um, you know, in, in um, improv, it's like, yes, and, or whatever, or yes, but or whatever, whatever the saying is, that's kind of how I feel with minimalism. So if someone says, Hey, do you want to go? My mom asked me this recently. Do you want to go to the mall and go Christmas shopping? It's not something that I really, um, it doesn't align with my values. And so I express, Oh, I don't really want to, but 
I'd love to go to this new cafe down the road or check out this immersive art experience um, that just popped up in my city. So it's really forced me to think about my relationships and how I was spending time with others and think about new ways that I'm doing so. And they are often been so beneficial to my relationships, whether we're like going on a picnic or watching the sunset. It's just these moments that to me, if I was to die tomorrow, like these would be the the moments in my life that I would really be thinking about and being, I am grateful for in the moment, but also like as I go along my journey rather than, oh, that sweater I bought from Zara, like, oh, and I happened to be with my mom because we were shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it does completely. You're, you're talking to somebody who was actually here. This- <laughs> <laughs> you're like, girl, this is so old. Like, I'm I know. <laughs> it's like, you know, I can do this with my eyes closed, literally, because yeah. I've been doing it so long. <laughs> but in this interesting how you kind of ended it off is like, you know, you, if you die tomorrow, I know I'm getting a little uh, dark comedy or anything, but that's if you haven't heard any of my podcasts, that's kind of like how I am anyways, in some sense, when I talk about myself and about life and death. Have you even took it a step further and say, if I do pass on, will your minimalism ideas and process also carry you on how you will be buried or how you would be laid to rest in a sense? That is such a great question. I love that. Um, Because I was actually just, I don't know if I can say this, um, so you can cut this out if you want. I took last week so and after i went on a or i can just say i i yeah you're on a journey last week i was actually just thinking about this um because i always thought i would be and and if i'm answering this question wrong then let me know because i can i can reframe it but Mm -hmm. um i do also want to say before i go forward because um i did hear you mention on an episode how you you kiss your son your son's goodbye every time you go to work and you say like i love you because in Mm -hmm. case you don't you won't see them again. I think talking about death is something that we should talk about more. Like it's the only definitive in life. So I don't think it's, I think it's great. And I just, I really commend you. And I want to hear you. Like, I'm like, please keep talking about it. I think it's very important. We don't know. Um, so anyways, long story short. And I was, I, my partner lives right beside a, um, a graveyard. Yeah. And he's in a basement suite. So we always say that he's like in with the bodies (laughs) because he's like literally like, like yeah, right he, at it. He can he can um he can um bump knuckles with the, yeah. with the next door neighbors, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um we went through a walk through the graveyard the other day and um I've just seen all these tombstones. And it really got me thinking. I've always known I've wanted to be cremated. I I if, if I was to pass. Um and I was just thinking, I was like, what is the point of these tombstones? Like if I if I was to create another life and and, and have children, besides my children and and maybe their children. People are not really going to know. I, I won't really have direct contact with them. So why are we still, I don't know. And, and, and maybe this is a really dark way. And I, I, and I don't know if I fully believe in this, but it was just, to me, it was like someone's last point of reference to cling to like this ego or like this, this identity or like, I am this tombstone. But uh, there is another element to it where my friend had mentioned her father passed when she was young. And she said, I enjoy going to my father's tombstone. You know, it's, it's a point of reference for me. Whereas like, for me, I know that it, when my parents do pass, if it's before myself, there are certain places that I will go to that will remind me of them. Not right. like, you know what I mean? So, but I understand that maybe for other people, it, it is their graveyard, their tombstone. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I, I I'll, I completely understand on both, both sides. Um, and to play also more of a, I guess a devil advocate in regards to that is that my grandmother from my dad's side, 
was buried in Mississippi. I wasn't able to attend, um, but uh, I will not speak ill of the dead. Um, however, <laughs> I live in Texas. There is no way in high in heaven I'm going into Mississippi to go to a gravesite to pay my respects. And, you know, being in this type of life uh, in the idea of, you know, minimalism as an afterlife thought, um, I always thought that we carry this different ways, you know, spiritually, we carry our ancestors and our elders and our heart. You know, I believe in cremating as well. I also heard about create, you know, planting you as a tree. Yeah. Um, I like that one too. I think it's great. Yeah. So, but the, I think our loved ones are with us spiritually. I think it's, it's, it's because we have such a connection. We need a physical connection with something, you know, to represent that this person was here, that our mind and our, our years of memories are not deceiving us that this person was in our lives. To have a gravestone is, you know, representation that we're not going batshit crazy that, you know, that person was here. But I, I just really think to me, like I said, less is more. You have to think outside the box. Um, and I believe in reincarnation. So, you know, and I also believe in the afterlife. So either way, um, I will be with you <laughs> to the very <laughs> end. You know, But yeah, I completely agree. Um, you can look at it different ways in the perspective. But the, the overall is that some people just it's a very uncomfortable discussion. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's part of living, you know, it's part of life. That's, that's the, just the, like I said, this is the next journey mm-hmm. to our, you know, our being. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you were able to share that with me. Cause that was just something I just like off the whim, like, I love it. There's, can I add one small thing to it? Yeah, go ahead. It, sure. It made me think of like, um, because so since so I also work on the minimalist podcast and so mm-hmm. um I see a lot of the questions that come in um I participate in a lot of like the communications and things like that and I also listen to the podcast I'm a listener and I find a lot um a common question that comes up of is like sentimental items so say like my grandma passed and now I have her house full of stuff and I don't know what to do with it I feel bad letting go of it right so that's another element I think of death that maybe mm-hmm. we don't talk about um, my dad has definitely explored that and he intentionally has set up his life where if he was to pass, we don't, we're not burdened by these physical items. Um, but interesting. at the same time, if we're going to talk about sentimental items, um, I think this is just an interesting point to maybe add of like the memories are not in the things. So I think that might, might also be true too. And maybe this is another, another point to this tombstone mm-hmm. thing of like the memories of that individual and who they are, are not in the tombstone they're in us. Right. And so, right. as you said, like that, we carry that with us at all times. So yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't say that my mentor, Josh always says that. And I, I think it's a really interesting, I always chew on it. So yeah. Yeah. Chew it like could. So I don't know, if, like I said, I don't know if this question even is going to roll itself into it outside. Um, the last one, that the last prep question that I provided to you, if you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? Uh, this one, I was like, I don't know what to say. And then um, I said it to my boyfriend this morning and then he was like, well, it's obvious, Em. It would be like Whole Foods or something. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think of like, um, I don't know if that's a cop out, but like genuinely, like I, um, I am super passionate about food and nutrition. And so like I geek out at health food stores and Whole Foods is like a Mecca. Um, cause I really could not think, or, 
or the only other place would be there's a uh, local bookstore uh, where I'm from. It's called Shelf Life Books. And um, they just have the most amazing books. So that probably be the only other place, I would say. Yeah. And I think even being a minimalist, um, you would have a lot of books uh, digitally, correct? I don't actually. Oh, you I'm don't? Odd. Yeah. And you know how I said I carried nothing but a carry-on? Like yeah. that included part of my book collection, which was the, that is the hardest thing for me to let go of is my books. Oh, bless um, your heart. I, <laughs> the, <laughs> I love the physical, like the physicality, I guess, of, of reading a book. Yeah. The, the ASMR of flipping the pages in the micro, you know, yep. licking your finger and just kind of like writing notes, highlighting writing notes. Yeah. 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 I'm all for it. <laughs> That's interesting. It is so cool. Yeah. Um, I can't let go of my Stephen King collection. Mm. I have nothing but Steve. I mean, I had a lot of other books, but they're mostly like college books. <laughs> mm. But um, my Stephen King, you don't touch it. It's like a shrine, so don't touch it. So anyway, <laughs> love it. <laughs> but I, like, if I had to go to a a shop, like for example, like the bookstore, and me being trying to be as digital nomadic as possible, um, in this living this life, you know, remotely, um, I would probably purchase buy books at the store but then i'll put them in those little um take one leave one little library mm, so they yeah. put in the corner of yeah. house of the neighborhood so that that's where i'll be i'm like chris there you go 500 worth of books there you go have at it i i did that when i moved to la it was like you don't know what you're getting you're getting right. a great collection you don't know who who just moved into your town <laughs> you're welcome so egotistical i'm like i'm like crying but i'm like it's for you i swear oh, yes it's not me it's you yeah. it's really <laughs> yeah that's, that's it. so funny that's so funny <laughs> i've really enjoyed our conversation though like it fucking exceeded <laughs> my expectations you're i thought i knew you were cool before but now i'm like no you're fucking cool so. oh thank you <laughs> not that you need my validation but i just want to well you know that back to you. you know i really don't need your <laughs> <laughs> but i mean <laughs> i'm just, I'm I'm just kidding <laughs> no it's really it's been an honor to even you know from one podcast avid uh, avid listener to podcaster, the just to, to connect with you and I, I hmm. this has been one of the best conversations with a podcaster that I've had so far as well. So wow. I thank you so much for even taking the time to even you know doing this because I know it's so hard to talk to people on Friday. Like people are just like literally shutting down their mind their laptops by this, you know, by this time of the day. So mm -hmm. no, it's, a, it's an honor. It's definitely an honor. Now, can you tell the listeners exactly how they are able to follow you? Um, if you have a website or and you also mentioned that, of course, that you have a podcast called curious ones. Can you tell us the listeners where they can follow you? Yeah. So, um, I do have a website. It's the curious one podcast.com. Um, but my podcast, it's called the curious one and it's available on all of the podcasting platforms. So choose your favorite. And definitely if you enjoyed our conversation, I'd love for you to come check out mine. Um, and then the only other platform I'm active on is Instagram. And, um, yeah, I honestly just love meeting new people and connecting with people. So uh, if you're curious or you just want to connect or you have questions about podcasting or anything like that, feel free to check me out. Um, my handle's the same there. It's at the curious one podcast. Awesome. Awesome. And then of course, um, did you have any last, anything that you'd like to share that I wasn't able to an afterthought or so? Yeah. As I, I kind of mentioned throughout this, this episode, um, it's a bit of a different experience for me to be on this side of the microphone. And it's a, uh, 
experience that I'm kind of forcing myself into. Uh, often I find that I don't have anything to say. I'm this cis white girl from Canada and I'm only 24. So it's like, what do I have to say? But what I'm trying to move from my head into my heart is that so many other people have inspired me on their journey, not once they made it, not once their business blew up or their platform blew up or they had a million dollars in their bank account, but when they were just vulnerable and shared where they are on their journey in this whole human experience. And so I just hope that maybe people saw themselves in our conversation um, and maybe it opened their mind to a different perspective or maybe got them curious about something, whether it was a way they live their relationships or uh, their relationship with themselves. Yeah. And I just want to take a moment to say um, a moment of gratitude to you, uh, not only for having me on my podcast and for, as I've mentioned many times, just the work that you're doing. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. You can tell you put 120 into it. Um, but honestly, just beyond the podcast of just having this human connection with you today, it's really made my month. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It, it really has. So thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Yes, it's just having someone just say, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. And I, I've, I'm always the only the other person who's always kind of providing that to him. And I don't ask for that back, but it's like, it feels good to have it in return without having to kind of nudge somebody like, hey, you, um, hello. But uh, no, thank you so much. It's been an honor to even speak with someone who has so much potential, who actually has I love saying the word woke. I love it because you're, you're, you're doing, not only you're getting woke in, in finding yourself and finding where you are and how you love yourself and love the people around you and wrapping your podcast into your, your ideation of life, how it should be and how we should live. Um, all of this, just beautiful, healthy, positive direction. And I just, I want to see you grow. So you you got so much to go and so much right ahead of you. So thank you so much again, Emma. And um, other than that, my dear, have a wonderful weekend. It is a bit you of pleasure. It, you as well. I hope you have, have some sleep. Well, you are my first one. I have four more to go today. Four? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Get the coffee. Um, <laughs> something sugary. Power, um, yeah. power nap. Cat nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm definitely going to keep in touch. You are a gem. Thank Thank you so much, Jasmine. All right, take care, Emma. Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion podcast. And if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please don't hesitate to give me a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Also wanted to give a shout out and thank you so much to all my guests, past, present, and future. And stay tuned for the next upcoming episode on Fridays.